Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you want to watch a 10-minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. If you have been struggling to get sales from your design work or understanding what you really need to do to make money, I have the workshop for you. On September 23rd, I'm hosting my first ever profitable designer workshop. This one day, three hour workshop is only $97, but I have a discount for all my podcast listeners. Go to KarinaGardnerCourses.com slash profit and put in the code podcast for $50 off. I can't wait to see you more profitable. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hey guys, today I am with Christopher Thompson. He's known as the Tattoo Culture Online. I'm so excited to have him on. Christopher, thanks for joining me today. Yay, thank you so much for having me. Um, so Christopher and I, Christopher and I have just recently met as of the recording of this episode, this episode's coming out in November and we just met at garden of quilts, which seems so crazy because we both I've worked for, how long have you been working for Riley Blake? Four years, four years, but you've been working in house for Riley Blake for a A year. year. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been with Riley Blake for, I don't even want to (laughs) say long time. I want to say 13 or 14 years, something like that. Many, many lines ago. Um, so it's been so fun to get to know Christopher. I just also just realized you're the first guy on my podcast, which is crazy. And I think it's so unique and so special that you're in quilting. And I think it can show that anyone can do it. Like, doesn't matter what is going on. Like you can be a guy and you can be quilting. So, um, I think this is an amazing thing and you're going to tell us how you got started in quilting. Yeah. So I grew up in a small town in Southwestern Virginia, surrounded by makers, my great grandmother, my grandmother, several of my great aunts. And as far back as I can remember, I've been surrounded by fabric and crafts and woodworking tools, uh, you name it, in the 80s and 90s, we were probably doing it. You know, any sort of trendy craft, we were doing it. And so the first quilt that I actually made was for a church talent competition. And um, I machine pieced it, and then I hand quilted it. And then they were called wall hangings. They were not called mini quilts. And so it had the fun little tabs at the top that you would hang on like a dowel rod that you would put on your wall. And it was, it was very 90s, very late 90s. And all blue and white, because blue is my favorite color. And I ended up winning a blue ribbon for that, you know, mini quilt or wall hanging. Um, but I was teased. I was I remember being at the church talent show and, um, you know, guys were like, oh, that's, that's girls do that. Guys don't do that. And my great aunt stood up for me and she was like, no, guys can quilt too. You know, it's, it's okay. And um, it's probably one of my proudest moments. And I still have that mini quilt and, and 
tattered and torn as it is it's it's still pretty in pretty good shape but the hand stitching is not that great well when you said you hand stitch it all I could think was like what like what you were 15 and you're hand stitching most of us grown adults like veer away from that like we're we're hiding from something like that now like the fact that you did that when you're 15 is pretty unbelievable well you know machine quilting wasn't really a thing that I learned it was it was watching all those women in my family hand quilting um embroidery cross stitching and then tacking quilts was a big thing too you know I don't know what that is what is that so um you would take yarn and quilt or tack all the layers of the quilt together and then you cut the yarn and tie it and that's what holds all of your layers together oh so I always called that is it the same as a tie quilt Yes, yes. Okay, good. I know what that is because that is the main quilting we did growing up at my house. We did tie quilts. Like, and we, you had the big wooden, what, yeah. what are the, like those wooden things and you'd have to like roll up the quilts on all the sides and everybody would like sit around and tie them together. Yes, yeah. That was the best. And I um, loved clipping the threads in between, the yarn in between and then tying it. And there was one quilt, I, don't, I think I was working on it with my mom, maybe, where I snipped the end of my thumb. And I was like, we can't bleed on the quilt. We can't bleed on the quilt. And I actually think I still have the scar. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, like you have like no thumb, but you're worried about the quilt. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's what happens when you grow up in a quilting family. You're like, we had to protect the quilt. <laughs> yeah, so that was my... Uh, <laughs> that was my first um, big quilting project. And I, I don't really, rem- I know I made some things after with my grandmother. Um, I ended up recording, and I need to, I need to figure this out, but I ended up recording her on, on VHS. I, I took a VHS camera out of the library and recorded my grandmother talking about growing up and using feed sacks for quilting and dresses and dolls and um, you know, her experience in quilting. And I think it was in 1998. Um, it was for an American Lit project in high school. And I need to actually take the VHS and put it on, you know, an MP3 or get, you know, some way that I can share it because it's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I feel so lucky and so honored to continue that, you know, tradition of my family and the legacy. That's amazing. I love that so much. It is funny to see how quilting has evolved over the years. Don't you think it's become, it's, it's just when I look around and I'm doing my quilting and piecing and I see the stuff you're doing, it is, it feels, I don't want to say more sophisticated. It's just different um, than the back in the day where it felt like this home craft where we're all sitting around tying the quilts together. My mom actually did also some hand like she did these huge twin quilts where she hand sewed them. And I just remember watching her work on that for months. Like that was the project she was doing. And if any, anybody who's been on this podcast knows or knows me in real life or knows how impatient I am. And I'm like a one day quilter. Like if I can't finish that top in one day, I can't handle it. Like it, I'm like angry. Yeah, I'm the same exact way. And that's why I love doing mini quilts because I can do them in a day, a weekend, and it's done. Yeah, I like, I mean, it's so true. That that is the beauty of a mini quilt. Well, here's the thing. We have to talk about your new line. So when this is coming out, Christopher has a new line out for Riley Blake. I want you to tell us all about it, the name of it, 
it's a Riley Blake line. So you're going to find it online. You're going to find it in your local quilt shop. So if you're asking me where to find it, the answer is everywhere, <laughs> just like every other line. So, but tell us more about the inspiration behind it and the name. Yeah, so it's Saturday in Paris, and it is about, um, you know, an imagine, imagining the whole, you know, premise around the collection was imagining waking up on a Saturday morning in Paris. And, you know, I, I often say to people when you go to visit a big city, because I've lived in several big cities, New York City, San Francisco, Atlanta, um, now Salt Lake City. And I say to people when you visit, don't do all the things that the tourists do get out and experience the neighborhoods, experience all the nooks and crannies of the cities versus like sticking to, okay, I need to go to Fisherman's Wharf and, you know, in San Francisco and Alcatraz. Yeah, you could do all those things, but really get out into the neighborhoods. And so a lot of, of Saturday in Paris was about waking up, going on an adventure on Saturday outside of the tourist things. Like, of course, you're going to go to Eiffel, you know, the Eiffel Tower. You might walk by it, you know, on your way to get a croissant or, you know, to go get a coffee with a friend. And um, so that was really the inspiration behind the collection. And, um, you know, I think it's, what's interesting is, you know, my work as a quilter is very, um, is very symmetrical. I mean, most our, most all of our quilts are symmetrical, but in the sense of there's a formula to most of my quilts. Um, and what people don't know is when it comes to fabric design, I'm actually very romantic. And I have sort of a feminine, um, you know, point of view when it comes to fabric design. And um, I think a lot of that comes from inspiration of working in fashion, you know, and uh, I worked in fashion for, gosh, over 15 years. And so, uh, that my point of view when it comes to fabric design has really is really different than what the tattooed quilter is um and so I think that's very fascinating when people see my collections they you know it's it seems so different um but Saturday in Paris has you know beautiful florals um the Eiffel Tower of course is in there and I had to put a pink poodle in there I mean that's just <laughs> seems so iconic for you know pa you know Paris um, and then there's people in there because when I was designing this collection, um, it was, you know, while we were in the pandemic and it was, you know, you weren't able to be with people you weren't able to be with your friends and your neighbors and your loved ones. And so I wanted to incorporate people as this sort of, we're back together and we're hanging out and we're doing the things that we would do on a Saturday, whether it was going to the market or, you know, getting a coffee or a latte and a croissant or riding our bike to the farmer's market. You know, there were so many, you know, things that I missed myself that I put into this collection. Yeah. And it's so needed right now. I think we're all feeling that jittery, like we want to be with people. We want to travel. I know that I've booked a gazillion trips just because I'm like, it's time. Like, and I love I love the name Saturday in Paris. Like it, it evokes a certain feeling. I haven't, I haven't seen the collection. I'm really excited to see it. And I just like, it makes me want to like, it makes me want to go to Paris, like, and hang out with a baguette by the Eiffel Tower on a Saturday. That does sound so romantic. And I do think that you nailed it right on, like in terms of like the feeling and the name so, so good. And where we're at as a country or even maybe a world where we're kind of feeling this need to see it again. I mean, I have loved being in my own little bubble here with like my family and hanging out and what we've, we've gotten to do, but, um, we are to the point where we're like, oh man, it'd be nice to see people again. 
<laughs> and it's it's weird because I don't know if you feel this way too, but I was in New York City a couple of weekends ago and, you know, it was nice to be around everyone and be at my, you know, be with my friends. And then all of a sudden afterwards, I felt a little guilty about it. I was like, <gasps> you know, I feel a little like anxious, like, uh, should we have been hanging out? I don't know. Is this okay? You know, like. <laughs> And even like going to the store, I still kind of feel that way. I'm like, should I have been looking for Halloween decorations at the store? Should I have been buying them online? What am I doing? You know, like it's, it's weird after, you know, and you, your brain kind of gets used to that. And so, yeah, just because of where we've been at for almost a year, a year and a half, is that kind yeah. of where we're at here almost, and it'll be coming up on two years soon. So I agree with you because you do kind of start like questioning everything you do, like every single thing you do. So I love the idea. Okay. So tell us the colorways in this collection. Well, of course there's blue, um, because blue is my favorite color, like a lighter blue or navies, like darker. It's, it's Navy. Okay. Um, and then there's some beautiful corals, pinks, um, some splashes of yellow and, um, yeah. And creams, there's some beautiful creams. Um, that's really the foundation of the collection, some greens and some mustardy tones. And so do you incorporate, so you said the Eiffel tower, but are you like totally avoiding like Notre Dame and the Sacre Coeur? Like you're like, you're really focusing on sort of like what you're talking about, like the nooks and crannies. Yes. I love yeah, it. And there's a, and there's a beautiful stripe. I, I feel like most of my collections have a stripe in them. Um, I love stripes and uh, you know, when I, when I design a collection, I think about how, and this is true probably for you too. And then most designers, how this would be used in a quilt. Yeah. Um, but I also love to think about um, scale as well. I mean, all of us do. Uh, and a lot of that, again, goes back to fashion for me because I learned that, you know, pair a larger scale with a beautiful stripe, you know, so that you get that beautiful juxtaposition of, you know, contrast between the two. And um, I also love a ditzy floral. I just think ditzy florals are so sweet. Um, and again, I think it goes back to, you know, my great grandmother, my grandmother and their ditzy floral, you know, dresses. And, you know, when you think about 70s fabric it was tiny calico florals yes. you know um and so I think a lot of that influence travels with me but um I, I love a ditzy floral <laughs> yeah I think that's amazing I it's so funny when you say ditzy floral in my head I am thinking of the 70s but I'm also thinking of the horrible colors do you know what I mean like there was some that there were like nice colors but then some of them were just like what like who paired those two colors together like why <laughs> well did you see did you see the puff quilt that was at the Met Gala no they Aesop Rocky wore to the Met Gala it was a it was a vintage puff quilt they found out whose grandmother made the quilt that's come you know through social media now um but there's a male quilter in New York City, who's very improv, um, uses a lot of found resources. He ended up making the backing for it. Um, but the puff quilt is those calico, bright yellows, bright reds, bright greens. Um, and I, all I could think about was ketchup and mustard. Whenever I see yellow and red together, I'm like ketchup and mustard. And then I think about French fries and chicken nuggets. And yeah, it's <laughs> You can't help it. I mean, I remember when we, so when I taught at the University of Minnesota, we, 
we would always talk about red and yellow because the whole point is your eye is drawn to it, not because it's beautiful, but because it's such, they're such clashes. And so I always think, well, I mean, someone's done their job, right? Like, cause you can't peel your eyes away. Right. Yeah. Especially those golden arches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So true. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to see this line, Christopher. If people are looking for you, where, where should we send them? Um, you can go and follow me on Instagram at the tattooed quilter. Um, my website, the tattooed And the common mistake is the tat tattooed actually has two T's and two O's in it. Um, I've seen lots of combinations of two T's and one O or one T and two O's, but it's two T's, two O's. Okay. We are going to put the link in the description for you guys so that you can go check Christopher out. He's super fun. He'll be coming on in another episode in a couple of months. We're going to talk about mini quilts. So you are not going to want to miss that. Okay. All right, guys, we'll see you soon. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.